Five bells. Stand by all stations. Attention. All districts of five alarm fire. Five bells move in immediately. That's it. Let's roll. Let's go. The true-to-life story of our unsung heroes who stand ready to ride by day or night against our most murderous enemy, the demon of fire. In a minute, we'll join Fire Chief Bob Cody in his private office in headquarters station where he sits staring in amazement at his young friend, Jimmy Collins. Jimmy has just declared that he knows the answer to a mystery that started when the junior firefighters began storing the antiques they're collecting for their sale in the station house below. The reason the art dealer, Lucius P. Darby, had tried to hide his interest in the old snuff box is now clear. He didn't want Jimmy to find out it was a priceless art object, a museum piece. But the answer comes a bit too late, for the snuff box itself seems to have vanished into thin air. To see what really had happened, well, we'll get together again right after this message. Firefighters, let's get up to Chief Cody's office on the second floor of the fire station and get to the bottom of this mystery. Earlier this evening, Jimmy's sister Trudy had found a picture of the missing snuff box in a book on rare antiques. It was a valuable collector's item, missing for many years. That is, until it turned up among the things donated for the junior firefighter sale. And now, it's gone again. And Jimmy is telling the chief. I'm sure that antique dealer, Mr. Darby, is behind this somehow, sir. I wonder... He couldn't have hidden it here, we searched. I know, and he couldn't have taken it with him because he made a point of showing me he had nothing in his pocket. Still, if I had known how valuable it was, I'd have asked him a few questions. But I was the one who talked with him this afternoon, Chief. True, but I just talked with him myself. He was out walking that dog of his in the neighborhood of that false alarm I just came back from. That's funny. Chap is over on Cedar Street, he said. Yeah, I guess the trucks attracted him. Anyway, he asked so many questions, I had to shoo him off. <laughs> that old fellow was a bug on fire equipment. No, he's not, Chief. He's not. What do you mean? The boys had trouble keeping him off the truck while we checked that false alarm. Did you find out who turned it in? No, we didn't. Say, are you hinting... All I know is Mr. Darby also pretended he was interested in fire trucks this afternoon. But he didn't know a pumper from a hook and ladder. Well, lots of people don't. I can't see... But I can. I can see everything now. You mean... Jimmy... You know how that doggone snuff box just up and vanished? Sure, it's easy. You come downstairs and I'll show you. You're not telling me it's still down there. Oh, gosh, no. I can't even prove anything. And you'll have to help me after I explain. Explain what? About the jade snuff box. I know where it is now. And I know how it got there. Let's go, son. A moment later, Chief Cody is surprised when Jimmy walks right past the assortment of old furniture and boxes holding the bric-a-brac that's been collected for the junior firefighter sale. Now, look, son. I know how interested you are in firefighting equipment, but we've got no time to waste. Well, right now, Chief, I'm interested in this truck because it's the one Mr. Darby was interested in this afternoon. The pumper? Why? I think I know. We were standing pretty close to it when I showed him the snuff box. 
And you should have seen his eyes pop out when he saw it. Well, it's a mighty fine pumper, if I do say so myself. Ah, oh, gee whiz, Chief, I'm talking about the snuff box. He wanted it awful bad. If it's as valuable as you say, $10 wasn't much to offer you for it. But he was trying then to keep me from knowing what he'd found. Still, when you told him the sale hadn't started yet, he asked you to save it for him, Jimmy. Well, that's where he made his mistake. When Mr. Darby saw I wondered why he wanted it so badly, he changed the subject right off. To the uh, truck here, huh? Yeah, he made like he knew all about it. But boy, was he dumb. I'm trying to think what we talked about. Let's see, I told him how the truck engine acted as the pressure pump, and we talked about the size of the hose. That's it. For Pete's sake, what's it? He mentioned that big gauge hose on the side of the truck himself. Now I see why. He was looking for a place to hide that snuff box. Oh, that would be a crazy place. How'd he know we wouldn't use that line? Because I told him you wouldn't use one that big for the average fire, sir. And that decided him. He shoved that little box right down into the mouth of the hose. And you let him do it? Well, that's nonsense. There was an alarm, remember? I went over to check with the man at the desk and see where it was. Mr. Darby took that box and hid it the minute my back was turned. Then, when you came back, he made sure you'd know he didn't have it on him and he walked out. Right. Boy, is he a smart old cookie chief. Well, there's just one thing. How'd he figure he could get back in here and pick it up when he wanted to? He didn't have to. He knew you'd deliver it to him, sir. Me? Now, look here, young man. Oh, gee whiz, I don't say you knew anything about it. But all he had to do was ring in that false alarm. This truck answered it. He hung around asking questions until he saw his chance to take it out of the hose. Well, I'll be hornswoggled. I'll bet you're right. Of course I am. It isn't in the hose now. You can reach in yourself just like I did. He uses my department to steal a snuff box worth a fortune. Oh, wait till I get my hands on him. Come along, son. I'm going to phone Mr. Lucius P. Darby and ask him a thing or two right this minute. Now, uh, you see, Jimmy, I don't figure this old gentleman for a regular crook from what you say about him. Truly thought he maybe just couldn't resist taking it. And not because it was valuable, but because it was so rare. Well, that's why I'm phoning him. We'll give him a chance to explain. If he doesn't, we'll go to the police. Hello, Lucius B. Darby, antique shop. Oh, this is Chief Cody, Mr. Darby. I talked with you at that uh, false alarm less than an hour ago, remember? Oh, of course. Now, about the proper size holes in a case... Now, look, I... I didn't call you to discuss firefighting. That uh, snuff box you were interested in this afternoon. Oh, yes. The fleur de pattern in jade. Unquestionably fresh. A pretty little trifle, I thought. Trifle? You know better than that. You're a dealer. And we know now what you discovered. That snuff box is a museum piece. It was a gift to King Louis the Fourteenth of France, and it's been stolen. Well, in that case, uh, why don't you take it up with Louis? It's no concern of mine. But a false alarm is my concern, Mr. Darby. You took that snuff box this afternoon and arranged things, so I delivered it to you. My dear sir, there's a young friend of mine named Jimmy Collins, and he can prove to you that I did nothing of the kind. Maybe you didn't walk out with it, but Jimmy's as sure as I am that you hid it on my truck. Uh, wonderful imagination young people have today. Now listen, Mr. Darby, I don't want to go to the police. I don't blame you. Firstly, they wouldn't believe a ridiculous story like this. And if they did... I'd sue you for false arrest, slander, and anything else that occurred to me. Good evening. Now, wait a minute. Chief Cody, if I didn't live in back of my shop, you would not have reached me at this hour. Look, I'm coming down to your shop. You won't find me here. I was just about to leave for a weekend in the country. And my dog, you know, needs plenty of fresh air. Goodbye, Chief Cody. Well, how do you like that? He hung up to me. Come on. Gee whiz, where are we going, Chief? To Mr. Darby's shop and in a hurry before he gets away. Let's roll, son. Oh, 
We're not going to a fire. Oh, this is just as exciting. And now I've cooled off a bit, it's kind of foolish, too. He'll be gone by the time we get there, I'm afraid. We're making awful good time. There's just a bare chance. I tell you, Jimmy, he's got us just where he wants us. We haven't got a shred of proof to give to the police. Well, what if we find the snuff box in his shop? Well, if he's not there, if the door's locked and the light's out, we're stuck again. We'd have to have a search warrant and policemen to break in. Well, suppose it was an emergency. Well, trouble seems to follow you around, son. I'll admit that. But even you can't count on an emergency to get us into that shop if Mr. Darby's gone. But we're the ones who's walking in that snuff box down lost. Yeah, yeah. I can just see what the reporters would do with a story like this. Will I be in the doghouse? Come on, step on it, Chief. we got to get there in time. In the back of his shop, meanwhile, Mr. Lucius T. Darby has turned out all the lights, except one inside a huge vault which is open. Right now, he's bent over a dial on the steel door to it, adjusting it carefully and muttering to himself. <laughs> hey, smart boy, that Jimmy Collins. I knew it the minute I saw him. Figured things out to a T. The only thing he hasn't got is proof. I saw to that. I'll set this time lock for Monday morning and just forget all about it. Ah, there. Nobody could get in here no matter what. And that includes you, boy. <laughs> come, come on, come on. Get out of there. Uh, do I have to go in after you? All right, all right. Go on, no, oh, oh, get. Ah, that's better. And now I'm in here, maybe I could take just one more look at the Fleur de Lis snuff box. Imagine my running across it like that. It's priceless. A thing like that shouldn't be bought and sold. It should be kept to be admired. None of them could appreciate it except me. They deserve to lose it. I, I never did a thing like this in my life. It was wrong, but... Well, I... I'll stop acting like an old fool, Darby. You did it on the spur of the moment, and it's too late to start blaming yourself. Sir, are you back in here, boy? Get out, get out, I... I don't feel like playing. Dog's got no sense. Always uh, uh, get away from that door, boy. Get away. Oh, good heavens! He, he pushed that door and closed. I I'm locked in here. I I'll suffocate. Nobody knows I'm in here. Whatever I did, I I don't deserve this. I don't deserve this. Well, in a way, it does seem as though Mister Darby faces a more terrible punishment than he deserves. Of course, Chief Cody and Jimmy are on their way, but won't they think he's gone for the weekend when they arrive? And even if they knew he was in the vault, what could they do in the face of an already set time lock? Well, we'll see what happens when you listen to the next exciting episode of The Firefighters. In a minute, Chief Cody will tell you, boys and girls, of a way to help the firefighters in your town. But first, here's an important announcement. Now, Chief Bob Cody in a special notice for all firefighters. Chief Cody. Hello, boys and girls. It's probably your job to mow the lawn. But always remember one thing. Keep that dry grass away from buildings and fences. Always finish your job by raking it up. Dry grass and leaves left near buildings can be a menace. Until next time, this is Chief Cody saying, so long. Fire Chief Cody and the young rookie fireman Tim Collins will be back on the same station the next time you hear... That's it. Let's roll. Let's go. Firefighters. Firefighters is a copyrighted feature of William F. Holland Productions.